first one and get this with my dad. He's okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with Okay, where was I when I said that? They're loco. I kind of was a leafy. So, are we just going to make up rules as we go along? Show okay. some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. <laughs> anyway, Owen to. Tell you this. I'm going to start at an 11. I'm going to take it to about a 15 real quick. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. They don't hate the people on the outside. They love the people on the inside. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I walked in, handed out Butterfinger Skills and Baby Ruth candy bars, just like the president did yesterday in the meeting that he had. Apparently that's a thing. No Snickers? I'm walking out. So, uh, so, so there you go. Now can we have a meeting? Live from Studio C. See, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey, everybody, today, is it already Little Friday? We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Talking heads jabbering about the same thing day after day, trying desperately but unsuccessfully to make it interesting. Yeah. That's our general manager. I'm glad I don't have to talk about it. No, we can talk about whatever we want. We'll yeah. certainly touch on, you know, what the, the argument about the, you know, with the uh, shutdown. You, you know, the thing, but not. Right. Kind of, yeah. Maybe Joe will talk. I'll listen. Or I'll thumb <laughs> through the newspaper while he talks. You're, what are you, a conscientious objector to the whole government shutdown talk? What? I, haven't, I haven't heard anything interesting on that subject in quite some time. Uh-huh. Anything that was new at yeah. all. In quite in no in a number of days. Yeah, the only thing that I've found to be interesting in the last twenty four hours is how egregiously dishonest certain people are being about it. I mean, that's kind of interesting, but um, the topic in general, no, it's the same as it was uh, three days ago. That reminds me that uh, whole he slapped the table and walked out. Just come on, come on. The posturing, the positioning. Well, I'll tell you what, though, if you go into a, a negotiation. And you sit down, and immediately the other side says, I'm not giving an inch. <laughs> well, then what are we doing? <laughs> I guess I'll go home. Then. My candy. I guess I'll leave then. <laughs> what, what are we doing then? Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm excited. Um, Sears is not dead yet, guys. They actually, somebody offered another, yeah, they got another bid that they're looking over, so. Fabulous. Those, those Nobody you, wants you! Those of you that have extra you money laying on? around, now's the time to invest. Haven't you gone on? Nobody wants you! He's just not that into you, and he is the market. Mm-hmm. Tumbleweeds blowing through the aisles. I was going to put a down payment on a house, I'm going to invest. In <laughs> Sears. Yeah. Wow. It'll well, make that, a comeback. It's going to make a comeback, I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. Bottom feeder. <laughs> It's the Freddy Krueger of retail stores. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. A very uh, special shout-out to, I believe, inarguably the most influential person in my life, Positive Mom. It is her birthday today. Happy right. birthday, Mom. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for raising me and uh, making me who I am today and the whole bringing me into this world thing, because without that, I wouldn't be here to wish you a happy birthday. So looking forward to seeing you later today. Happy birthday, Mom. I love you. I will talk to you soon. Mm. That's lovely. 
That is very uh, nice. A young, faithful son there with birthday wishes for his mom. What could be better than that? It's nice of you to say that, and I'm sure you believe it. But, boy, you have no idea how much your parents did for you until you're doing it for your own kids. <laughs> oh, boy. You think, oh, my, holy crap, my parents oh, did yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> Now I know why they had that look on their face. (laughs) I was obnoxious. Um, There is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, we all know that busy hands are happy hands, and 2019 has gotten off to a very good start. I worked my first batch of scratchers yesterday after work and won handsomely. (laughs) Fantastic. It's the marinating. That's the secret. It is. So that means this morning I am going to tell them all about it at Gamblers Anonymous. It's a sport. It's a sporting event. So that means, anyway, this morning I am once again bringing home the bacon scratchers, the sporting Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Marshall. Yes. Excellent. And it's Fabulous. gambling addicts like you supporting our public schools all across the screen. Indeed. <laughs> so we appreciate it. Um, I'm going to tell this tale here just because I think it's interesting it came up. So you, they, Trump goes into the negotiation yesterday with Chuck and Nancy. Uh, Nancy says immediately, I'm not budging at all, not a dollar for the wall. And Trump says, well, what are we doing here then? And he got up and he left. Which, uh-huh. what, what are you going to do at that point? Right. But it reminds oh, me. Oh, come on. How about a few bucks? It reminds me. bucks? With, you could do that. With one of the same participants, I don't remember what year it was, but there was an impending looming government shutdown once again when Barack Obama was president. And he was at the table. And it was John Boehner and Nancy Pelosi. And this is from one of Bob Woodward's books that nobody ever reads but talks about a lot. And they couldn't come to an agreement. They couldn't. Neither one of them was going to budge. Barack Obama finally got up and said, clearly we're not going to get anything where And Barack Obama said, you figured out and got up and left. Mm-hmm. Rahm Emanuel was there, his chief of staff at the time. And they both said, look, we're not budging. He said, I think we can work it out. Look, we're not budging. And just for the sake of making the story shorter, um, Boehner was at five. Nancy Pelosi was at three. Neither of them would, would budge. Rom said, I got an idea. He writes down four on a piece of paper, hands them to each of them. He Whoa, said, slow down. I know. I know. Having trouble following I know. That's why this story stuck in my head so much. Right. The president had stormed out. It was an impasse. Government's going to shut down. Rahm Emanuel says, how about this? Hands me each a piece of paper. Boehner says, I could do that. Nancy says, I could do that. And they agreed on four. <laughs> this is no way to I know, run a country. I know. I know. But has anybody tried that with this? I don't know. How has, about uh, how about like uh, three point nine? Has anybody done yeah, the? Has anybody done the obvious that Rahm Emanuel did and just solved the damn thing? <laughs> you would think so, but <laughs> but maybe you'd not. think a lot of things would be wrong right. about government. Yeah, the government was going to shut down then anyway. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Thursday, January 10th, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. Believe it or not, and this is one of the founding principles of the Armstrong and Getty show, there's a lot going on that's important to talk about outside of just the usual Beltway hijinks. There's a big, beautiful world out there, and we'll begin chronicling it precisely according to FCC rules and regulations as the show begins at Mark. Never, ever give up. Don't give up. Don't allow it to happen. If there's a concrete wall in front of you, go through it. Go over it. Go around it. But get to the other side of that wall. (laughs) 
president back in his businessman days at a graduation ceremony. But that's a metaphor. <laughs> that's so funny. It's a metaphor. Oh, that's great. He doesn't mean if you come to a wall on a border. Maybe at San Ysidro, California, El Paso, Texas. Go around it. No, no, no. Turn around and go back home to Mexico. <laughs> or Guatemala, more like. Can't we all enjoy the irony? No matter which side of the aisle we find ourselves on. Um, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, shut down talks, dead in the water, petulant president or dug-in Dems will have the latest. Starbucks bathrooms have a drug problem, and it looks like we know who is going to host the Oscars. Coming up. Finally. Uh, Thank God I can sleep at night. I don't, please. If, if they reanimate George Washington and have him host it, let me know. Otherwise, I don't care. You would DVR that? Yes, I would. Um, how does the mailbag look? Probably flip through it quick, though, because I can't stand the speeches. I'll watch his monologue. But All right. Mailbag's outstanding. We have a number of suggestions for the slogan for this year. Also, Marshall, you figure fairly prominently in mailbag. You might want to hang around. All right. We'll do it. And we'll get you caught up on everything. Man, uh, the world's most expensive divorce is getting a lot of attention. Oh, and stuff out of the El Chapo trial yesterday? So danged interesting. We might have to get a reporter on that. I wish I was in the courtroom. Well, that'd be a heck of a jury to be oh, on. Oh, yeah. Um, you are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I do want to do a segment on the El Chapo trial later. He's the drugs kingpin, maybe the biggest drug kingpin in the history of the world. Chubby little fella. Who is on trial in America right now. Did you see the video making the rounds yesterday of El Chapo questioning that guy chained to a pole? No. Oh, oh no. That was straight out of a movie, except knowing it was real oh, was chilling. Oh, I'll bet it was. The guy's, the guy's uh, sitting on the ground with his arms behind his back around a pole. like It looks like in behind some house or something like that. And El Chapo's pacing back and forth and asking him questions. So when did you know this? Tell me where the guys live. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, like straight out of a movie. Oh, boy. And the whereabouts of that gentleman are not known. <laughs> well, you know, they're kind of known. And then the key yesterday in the trial, which we'll talk about later, the stuff that came out, they had tapped his phone. And yesterday in the courtroom, they were reading all the conversations between him and his wife and him and his mistress in front of his wife, which is fantastic. I think his infidelity <laughs> is the least of his worries at this point. Honestly, I appreciate you standing up for the bonds of marriage, but... Mailbag. Is that what he's doing? <laughs> First of all, uh, we're posting for you at armstrongandgetty.com a video that um, I-, I don't even want to describe it to you. I just want you to go watch it and enjoy it. It is entitled Trumposaurus Rex. It is briefly a gigantic Donald Trump robot patrolling the border. Yes! It is... The word ridiculous is insufficient to describe it. It is one of the most ridiculous and hilarious things I've ever seen, partly because it's so wildly inappropriate. I mean, it's it's awful. It's awful on every level. Don't watch it at armstrongandgetty.com. Retweets do not equal uh, endorsements. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. By unknown, it was graffiti on the Berlin Wall. Ba-da-da-da-da. Forget not the tyranny of this wall, nor the love of freedom 
that made it fall. Very nice. Jack, I know you prefer poetry that rhymes. So that was Absolutely. Yes. Uh, are you coming out anti-wall then? Is that what you're saying? Build bridges, not walls? Oh, no. No, not at all. The Berlin Wall had an entirely different function. It was to imprison people, not to control the uh, the comings in to East Germany. Uh, let's see. Is, is, uh, oh, speaking of which, uh, this is passed along by Ben the Libertarian. Uh, I asked my, it's, 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 it's a joke, kind of. I asked my North Korean friend how it was there. He said he couldn't complain. Good one. Um, and back to the Berlin Wall. Um, yeah, there's a wall that apparently they thought worked. People who had a great oh, it worked uh, very well. A great uh, need for it to be successful. They didn't just go with a wall because it was symbolic. I think they thought it was the best way to monitor a border and keep people in. Right. Exactly. Uh, for an unholy purpose, in my mind, but. Um, a very different one. And if you're one of those, oh, the Berlin Wall, sea walls are evil. You're just too dumb, really, <laughs> to participate wow. in the national conversation. Wow. That is not to say you can't have a valued and valuable life. You can't contribute to your community. You can't love your family. Oh. Give generously to charity. Plant a nice garden in your backyard. But you're far too dumb to, to participate. Wow. Sometimes walls are a good idea. For instance, when you want to hold some... Your roof up above your floor. They work perfectly. Moving along. It's Michaela from Michigan. Hello, guys. I've been listening to this show. Oh, that's right. This is the, I wanted Marshall in. There are a couple yeah. of our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips, joins us for mailbag, which doesn't always happen. I've been listening to the show for a couple of years, decided to take Marshall's advice finally. I let my lottery tickets marinate for oh. 40, four to five days, and I finally won. I'd never won more than $10. Thanks to Marshall, I won big, 80, 80 bucks. Bought the office lunch. Nice work. You let your scratchers sit around for how long before you scratch them? Uh, at least 24 hours, usually 48 hours, though. Wow. It seems wow. to increase their power. Wow. <laughs> Any more than two days, though, and the meat gets mushy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, can... this makes witchcraft seem like science. <laughs> <laughs> does she mention anything about using old-timey quarters? Did she uh, Did she uh, try rotating? She does not make that clear at all. Because right, that all matters right. also, right? Uh, yeah, oh, yes. Because you only so. use well-broken-in quarters. Indeed. You right. do win more than anybody I've ever known. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He claims it. And then this from uh, Cliff the Casual Mormon. I don't I don't what? know if he's just casually Mormon or if he is Mormon and, and like dresses casually or what, but Mormon in sweatpants. Un- he might be a very devout Mormon who's wearing sweatpants. Right, exactly. There's Unclear. a religion I could get behind. Yeah. Uh, guys, love your show. Thanks very much, Cliff. Uh, after listening to Marshall today talk about his addiction to gambling and his desire to do push ups, gosh, combine the two. He should do two push ups before he scratches each one of his scratchers. This would help him satisfy his itch to gamble and get more proficient oh. at push ups. Not a bad idea. I think he'd be too winded to get that dust stuff off the ticket. <laughs> no, I will first, but he can build up to it. I will try that. I will work that into my training regimen. Yep. Uh, Michael, uh, I forgot to warn you. I need a, a certain sound bite, but I know you can come up with it quickly. This is uh, this is pretty funny. This is um, uh, a friend of Armstrong and Getty for many, many moons uh, listening in Kentucky, Shan. Guys, I teach at a public university, medium-sized inland metropolitan area. This semester, I have the privilege of and pleasure of teaching abnormal psychology. Mm. One of the first presentation slides I use describes the cardinal criteria for designating behavior as abnormal. For your, your edification, those criteria are deviance, distress, dysfunction, and danger, commonly, if uncleverly, referred to as the four Ds. 
For some reason, though, Michael, I'm looking at you, and that's his words, not mine. Okay. Uh, the audio snippet of old orange Don saying inexplicably, D, 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 began playing on what seems to be an unending audio loop in my head. D, 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 Oh, boy. So that's pretty interesting. An act or a person is abnormal if you fill all four of those? Deviance. Check distress frequently, dysfunction and danger. And I have I don't usually have danger, but I got the other three pretty but pretty much. Danger of the time. what? I don't I don't know. Danger I ha- of failing? I have that. I had two psychology classes in college, one of which was my senior year at eight AM. I made it to that <laughs> class a couple of times. <laughs> Uh, so I don't, a uh, danger, uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. Such, danger to your relationships? I don't know. Such is the path of life. My, I had one psychology class. I'm, I'm fascinated by psychology. If oh, I yeah. had a good professor, I might have gone that direction. Mm-hmm. You never know. Right. But my professor said, ah, oh, so often. I mean, it was weird. We get complaints all the time from us or guests or whoever say, ah, oh. but this guy, and he had a weird way of saying it, the brain, oh, Will aw only aw <laughs> function aw, and I'm not exaggerating. Oh boy, oh boy, and I stabbed him to death with a pen knife, and I spent ten years in prison. <laughs> oh really? Uh, wow. But, so, I mean, it was so annoying. Uh, that's awful. That's it was terrible. awful. My other psych class was neuropsychology, which I was riveted by the functions of the parts of the brain and the science at that time. Sure. Which uh, was the 1930s, of course, right. and they just discovered the brain. They were yes. bleeding the brain. At no, that, point. I, that that field is just mind blowing to me right now. No pun intended. And then uh, Shan goes on to uh, suggest for uh, our our new slogan for this year: "Venting your spleen in 2019." That's pretty good. It's not terrible. That's good. Uh, Speaking of we we had a bunch of a uh, bunch of suggestions. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not that's the wrong uh, pile, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, that was a very serious email. Uh, let's see. Ah, walking the line in twenty one nine, and uh, that's uh, let's see. John and Diana, Long Island, New York. Uh, please talk more about Elizabeth Warren's video. I couldn't stop laughing. It is good. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get me a beer. I just love that oh, from a Harvard here. professor. It's my husband. <laughs> hey, thanks for being here. <laughs> what? Hold on a sec. I'm, I'm always here. Get me a beer. <laughs> You're such a tough dock worker. We talked about this at home the other day. If I walked in and my wife were staring at that wall talking. Right. Right. I would think, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because it's played <laughs> off as completely impromptu. But that would not happen with a married couple. What's going on, honey? Are you doing a video? Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Right. It's all just so natural. Oh, boy. Uh, Dave suggests Marshall blows out his groin in 2019. Okay, that's really strict. Wow, that is terrible. Marshall, uh, in his attempt to do 10 push-ups in a row, uh, gave himself a hernia a couple of years ago. Double hernia. Uh, my, my mistake. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Diane, uh, building up steam in 2019. Drew, vengeance is mine in 219. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, like Old Testament for yeah. We have a number more. Uh, we'll hit those perhaps in a little while. I think we were feeling fine in 2009, which was nine, ten years ago. Vengeance is mine. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll get to Marshall's News and the News of the Day, um, and all of it coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
If we get bored, I got the most popular condiments in each state. Did you say condiments? Like That's right. ketchup and mustard? Yeah, and who likes mustard, who likes mayonnaise? We'll break it down. <laughs> uh, let's get to the actual news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump heading for a visit to the southern border today after he walked out of talks with congressional leaders yesterday aimed at ending the partial government showdown or shutdown. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer saying... He sort of slammed the table. And when Leader Pelosi said she didn't agree with the wall, he just walked out and said, we have nothing to discuss. Now, this is utterly unimportant, completely unimportant. But this is the second time that Chuck Schumer is claiming the president slammed the table and walked out. And everybody else at the meeting is saying nobody slammed the table. Is that why is Schumer pushing that narrative? Because they're particular. Because they're going with that whole temper tantrum, irrational behavior thing. All right. He, he, politics is stupid. I'll let you finish this. Tonight. I'm just going to say Vice President Pence describing the exchange this way. He asked Speaker Pelosi that if he opened things up quickly, if he reopened the government quickly, would she be willing uh, to agree to funding for a wall or a barrier on the southern border? And when she said no, the president said goodbye. Yeah, so the president physically walked out of the room, but if the person you're negotiating with says, I'm not going to bunch, right. budge, they have uh, emotionally, technically walked out of the room. I mean, it's I see over. what you're saying. Yeah, it's I mean, over. There's, there's no point. point in them being in the room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless they're testing your resolve, which he, you know, uh, he made clear uh, how his resolve is. Trump on Twitter after the meeting called it a total waste of time going on to say, I asked what is going to happen in 30 days if I quickly open things up. Are you going to approve border security, which includes a wall or steel barrier? Nancy said no. I said bye-bye. Nothing else works. I think it's an interesting strategy that the, the Democrats have now gone with no barrier. Just we're not for more barriers on the border. Yeah, the disingenuousness is flying back and forth at such a high rate of speed because I've I heard the arguments stated over and over again this morning while getting ready for the show. Well, uh, <clears throat> you know, we need high tech and personnel and blah, 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 and Zabadan. Walls only delay people by a short time. Everybody, everybody listening to this show right now, right. I would like to think we have a reasonably uh, intelligent collection of human souls here. Everybody understands you need a mix of stuff. You need physical barriers some places, in addition to the people and the radars or the, or the FLIR or whatever systems. Yeah, Everybody understands that. I wish the president or somebody high up would go with the angle of, look, here's all the times and name them off. When you voted four walls, were they immoral then? Or are we supposed to tear those down? Is that all right? The, the 700 uh, miles of walls voted for during the Obama administration. Do we have to tear them down? Should we? Because they're immoral. And just attack it like that. And completely and then, ineffective. Listen, listen, if the administration is putting way too much emphasis on a physical barrier because he promised it on the stump over and over again, and it's silly and a waste of money, make that case. But to say that there's no role whatsoever for a physical barrier is just dumb. Starbucks is putting needle disposal boxes in the bathrooms at some of its locations as workers report needles, blood, and other potentially dangerous oh, items have been left in the bathroom. There, well, there's your anybody-can-go-anytime policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't get in trouble once a decade in Philadelphia because one dope manager was mean to a couple of black fellas. 
Yeah, some of the workers complaining about being stuck by needles as they were taking out trash. Oh, oh great. Jeez. Starbucks. Yeah, you've traded a couple of fellas, and, and what happened to them? I wasn't there, but it sounds like it was not good. It was not proper. It was wrong. Uh, so you've traded not letting that happen. A couple of guys being traded rudely right. for your employees getting jabbed with needles that are almost certainly affected with uh, disease and certainly possibly with uh, uh, with uh, incurable diseases, terrible right. diseases, your hepatitis, your uh, HIV, God knows what else. Or all the Starbucks that have just put our bathrooms out of order signs on their bathroom so they don't have to deal with it. Yeah, and if I'm drinking coffee, I need to go to the potty. Starbucks testing solutions that include Sharps disposal boxes and using heavier-duty trash bags to protect employees against being poked by the needles that are getting tossed into the trash. Or I'll get coffee somewhere else. That's an option also. Yeah, here, here. Starbucks at this point is considering removing trash cans from bathrooms in what the company is calling high-risk locations. You know, it's amazing how often in life... You have a difficult situation to deal with. It's it's going to be a little painful either way. And you just you can't find the courage to deal with it as an individual or as a company like Starbucks right. here. It's tough to train all your managers to know when is okay, when's not okay, when to tell people you can't use the bathroom, when to tell them you can. Um, and instead of saying, we're going to do that hard work, but we have to uh, for the good of our customers and the good of our mm-hmm. business. No, we're just going to go with a blanket policy, anybody, anytime, that'll be great. It's like this, like you're stoned, like you can't possibly envision the problems coming down the line. And, you know, like any individual, you don't make those difficult decisions when you know you have to Comes back and bites you in a hiney harder huh. than it would have. There's also the that guy's at least thinking about running for president. Schwartz, is that his name? Guy runs yeah. uh, Starbucks. Old Tom Steyer, the uh, billionaire West Coast hedge fund guy, just right. announced he's not. So that was mildly interesting. I'll also announce that I am not running for president. Okay. Positive Sean will, yeah. uh, if nominated, he will not run. If elected, he will not serve. No, I believe in local government. Excellent. And it looks like the Oscars have decided to solve their hosting problem by not having a host at all. Fine. Or having 30 hosts. I don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. Who the hell cares? This was like me deciding for my seventh birthday party. No, I didn't want any friends to come and play with me anyways. I'm just having it by myself. That's painful. Well, that didn't actually happen. I'm just using a metaphor for nobody wanted the job. So so now they, yeah, it's just a metaphor. Nobody wanted the job. So now they're saying, oh, no, we have decided that we don't need a host. We don't want a host anywhere. Variety is saying the producers are going to choose a number of A-listers. To introduce different segments, and apparently they're scrambling to recruit stars to do that. We're going to farm out the insufferable sanctimony to a variety of stars. Right. The uh, shows are February 24th, so they are indeed running out of time. Who will lecture America on how we ought to be living from Hollywood, where paragons of goodness dwell? What will we do as a country without their leadership? (laughs) That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Fly, squawky, fly. Part of the government shutdown, the FDA has stopped routine safety inspections on some foods. Man, I think they didn't inspect the frozen pizza I had last night. It's having (laughs) really troubling effects on me. Well, boy, keep us updated on that. (sighs) I don't don't know what crawled into the factory and they froze on top of that pizza, but... (laughs) It's I'm not feeling right.
What foods they're not going to expect, inspect, <laughs> expect, coming up. Uh, I'll tell you about the El Chapo trial. It's just kind of interesting how we caught that bad guy. Man, I got a lot of great stuff to oh, get and to. We're ch- I can't wait to check in with the um, Consumer Electronics Show, which is going on right now, and talk about 5G. I read up on that over the weekend. I'm oh, yeah. excited about that coming soon. Well, and we need to get to this story as quickly as possible. Speaking of uh, questionable food choices, man brings dead raccoon into McDonald's. All right. He understands how that whole restaurant thing works. <laughs> You're listening to, will you cook this for me? Right, exactly. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Trump's visit to the border today. What does he think of it? Well, he told reporters in an off-the-record meeting, then reporters went and told everyone, which is not the way off-the-record. I don't think they understand how off-the-record works. But uh, we'll have that for you at some point. Um, I don't know if you've been following the El Chapo trial. I think we had a reporter on when it started. We hope to have a reporter on tomorrow as it's uh, kind of coming to a conclusion. He is the uh, guy who ran the biggest drug cartel in the world for quite a while and among the most deadly in the history of uh, that sort of thing. An utterly vicious criminal genius. Yeah. And, and you know, he could have been a great CEO, I'm sure. And controlled Mexico at an incredibly high level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they've been revealing for the past couple of weeks conversations that El Chapo had with the various people as we in the United States try to prosecute him and, and get him in jail, in, including one that was with um, a guy in charge of the police force. And I don't remember if it was a uh, a city or at what level it was. But anyway, so El Chapo's talking to one of his guys saying, so are you taking care of him, taking care of him? The guy who runs the police force. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, I'm taking care of him. Got him right here. Puts him on the phone. And, uh, sir, the guy who runs the police force says to El Chapo. Right. And El Chapo says, are they taking care of me? And he says, yes, sir. Okay, good. And he said, we will, we are, we're on your side. Anything you need, sir. Wow. wow. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I was told many years ago by some friends in the FBI how the, the cartels come to you and they just tell you silver or lead. Right. Will either buy you or kill you. Well, what did we do? the FBI, to get this IT guy who had installed all of El Chapo's computers and phones to flip. That is unknown. Hmm. I don't know what we threatened him with, because we don't threaten people with silver or lead. We do threaten people with, you'll be in prison for the rest of your life. But would that be enough to make you turn on El Chapo? I don't know. But this guy apparently did, because yesterday it was revealed in court, all of these phone conversations that they have been uh, putting out there, the prosecution for weeks, came from this IT guy named Rodriguez. Oh At some point, an FBI guy posing as a Russian bad guy met this Rodriguez under the guise of, hey, we want you to set up one of these secure systems for us in Russia. I'm a okay. bad guy in Russia. I heard you're really good at this, and you did it for El Chapo. I want you to do it. Okay. Because um, this Rodriguez had set up uh, all the computers and all the phones 
for El Chapo that they were encrypted, they couldn't be broken into, and El Chapo had all kinds of access to everybody's phones and computers that they didn't know. And you want to hire a really good guy for that. You're not just going to grab somebody off the internet, you know, or some ad you saw on a bus. Geek squad from Best Buy. Exactly. Hey, I'm a drug kingpin, and I need my network to be really, really secure. Ah, yeah, I think we could do that for you. Yeah, I think so. No, you don't want that guy. So this Rodriguez... You want Rodriguez. ...who who had done it for El Chapo, he meets with a a Russian bad guy, he thinks. Duh. Turns out to be an FBI agent. At what point he finds out that's an FBI agent or what they did, that has not been revealed. And maybe they never will reveal it because that might be the sort of thing you don't want to tell everybody. Right. How you get people to flip like that. Well, I have a feeling he was looking at many, many moons in prison. But what are you looking at if El Chapo catches you? They will relocate him. And there's also a good chance that even if you continue under the employ of El Chapo, that that same fate will befall you, even if you don't flip. Very good point. I'm, I'm guessing he's got a mustache. We'll shave his mustache, get him some nice Hawaiian shirts, and relocate him to San Diego or something. Well, I don't know. Well, last week, prosecutors... San Diego would probably be a bad choice. Last week, prosecutors <laughs> filed a motion on how their witness, it's likely Mr. Rodriguez, because yeah. they're trying to keep this guy secret, uh, can't testify because he suffered a nervous breakdown in 2013 because of the stress for working for Guzman. He worked undercover for two years. Oh, man. Against oh. El Chapo, setting up all the phones and the computers so the FBI could follow everything El Chapo was doing. How could you not have a nervous breakdown? Right. Day one, I'd crumble. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, yeah. why are you weeping? I can't talk about it. Are you a? Uh, are you? Have you turned on me? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's it's really something. Um, that's one of the great undercover tales of all time. Yeah, oh, they got to make a movie out of. I mean, Although, that's up there with the, you know the whole uh, Alger Hiss Whitaker Chambers thing and and Snape and Voldemort. I mean, that's uh, that's way up there. Although, Spoiler alert! It, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Although it sounds like the poor guy. Um, you know, might be a shell of his former self. And in the final months of his doing his FBI thing, uh, El Chapo uh, started to suspect him, and he had to bug out, and he spent the last two months um, running around him and his family worried that El Chapo was going to find him. And I'm sure he still worries about it. He'd worry about it every day. Sure. But so there's all kinds That's of... a heck of a way to live. All kinds of conversations, uh, uh, bribing police officers and moving drugs around and all that sort of stuff, but also including... Um, Lots of text messages and phone calls between his wife and his mistress, and his wife has been sitting there in the courtroom, and she's become kind of a big deal because she is, as you would expect, this hottie who dresses very stylishly and wears the big black sunglasses and comes in and sits in the front row to support her man. The lovely and, Mrs. El Chapo. And then yesterday it was listening to all the uh, the text messages and phone calls with his mistress while she sat there. From my understanding of the Spanish language, it, it would be El Chapa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think she La is Chapa. El Chapa. La Chapa. Yeah. Uh, El Chapo is essentially chubby, right? You think I'm a drug kingpin? I'm saying, hey, guys. Come up with a different nickname, <laughs> all right? I'm a little uh, little soft, all right? I'm running the cartel. I got no time to work out. Quit calling me El Chapo. But also yesterday it was revealed that at one point Rodriguez had um, El Chapo asked him to install a feature on the phones so that he could listen in on people. So Rodriguez... I had that in the first radio station I worked at. <laughs> I've told that story before. Will again. So El Chapo would give you a phone if you worked for him. Look, this is a safe phone. My IT guys made it. The FBI can't listen. No, 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 it can't be broken into. It's encrypted, all that sort of stuff. Right. But he had installed on all the phones a listening device so he could 
like Google has or Facebook or whoever else, um, so that they can turn on the microphone and listen whenever they want. Yeah, that's amazing. funny. He was Mark Zuckerberg before Zuckerberg. And he would play a game, according to the IT guy, where he would call people, have a casual on the telephone com- game. I've played that. El Chapo would call somebody up, have a casual conversation, then hang up and then sit there and listen to see what they said after he got off the phone with them. That's how he would decide who he could trust and who he could. Oh, 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 oh. oh man. You know, like you get off the phone with your boss. Oh, God, can you believe that guy? He's always at the, you know, whatever. Yeah, wow. See, I see, I was so busy fashioning my wisecracks, it hadn't really sunk in that, yeah, it's, a, it's an always microphone. It's not just recording the calls. It's it's just always recording. He or was always transmitting. He was, this is really interesting, just from a human nature standpoint, because he's running this giant, Drug cartel, and he's got all the money in the world and could do whatever he wanted to do. He spent hours every day sitting in this room that was set up looking at videos of people being secretly taped that worked for him or listening to their phone conversations or reading their text that he had a guy compile for him. He just spent so much time trying to figure out if his wife was cheating on him or if that guy was saying bad things about him or whatever. Well, he's paranoid. Yeah. Classic. Clearly, you you delegate that. You'd have a director of security. At some point, he did. At some point, he delegated and he had a guy who would go through all the emails and stuff and just bring him like a file every morning with a summary of everything. Right. What a lifestyle. Yikes. How'd age you? So he'd call you up, say, hey, how you doing? Have a good time? Okay, well, I'll talk to you later. Hang up and then listen to see what you said about it. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. I'm, I got my goals for 2019 right in front of me. I'm scratching out start giant drug cartel. I just don't think I'm cut out for it. Oh, my God. What a way to live. No kidding. And then you end up in the who's gal for, well, the rest of your days. Yeah. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.